morning, Kelly. Hello. Now, I'm assuming at this point you probably have taken Christmas down at your house. Yes? Or are it's you in waiting? The process. Or are you waiting to do that this weekend? It's in the process. In the process. Uh, I know you don't do real trees. No. But if you did, there is uh, a few years back, there was an artisan baker and cook in the United Kingdom wrote basically a cookbook on how to eat your Christmas tree. How to eat your Christmas tree? Are we making a salad out of uh, a Christmas tree? There are recipes that you can make using um, needles and stuff from your tree. What uh, in the what? Yeah, so like Christmas tree needles could be used like rosemary or Bailey's. Well, here, I'll let her explain. How to Eat Your Christmas Tree is a cookbook that explores the unsung edible heroes of our forests, the humble Christmas trees and their evergreen friends. Okay, so it's basically how to... (laughs) No, sir. How to eat your Christmas tree. All right, go ahead. In the US and UK alone, 40 million trees are harvested Uh and thrown away each year. Yeah, so she's saying basically... You know, uh, before you uh, get rid of your real tree, you know, uh, harvest it a little bit more, get more out of it. My Little Green Cookbook's 22 delicious recipes with ideas such as Christmas tree cured salmon, spruce flavored ice cream, and Christmas tree alcohol. Okay. Spruce flavored ice cream? That's what she said. No, sir. I guess the needles could be crushed to flavor gin or vinegar. I'm not on board with all this. <laughs> also, so, just realize that having a fake tree is more environmentally friendly. Yeah, I because mean. Because you're just wasting trees every single year. For sure. Yeah, that, there is that argument for sure. Um, I We we take our tree, uh, that we, because I, I do a real tree every year, uh, but I take it and instead of throw it away, we put it in kind of our, uh, we put it in an area of our backyard to let like the, wildlife i guess playing it oh you create a wildlife playground Uh uh-huh oh fun yeah yeah that's great i bet it looks awesome so it it, it's either that or you can eat your tree according to this uh lady from the uk uh including um you know flavoring your soup okay I guess it's a good source of vitamin C, the needles. Tree soup and okay. But she does recommend using gloves when uh oh, when, yeah. <laughs> when trying to do Probably. that. Probably. Now, if you've done what I've done and completely murdered your tree like a week after you get it, it's probably very very dry at this point. So I can't imagine there'd be a lot of flavor still left in it. I wouldn't think so. Also fire hazard. Yeah, well, I was going to say, at that point, you could chop it up and use it as kindling for, like, a uh, a fireplace or yeah, an Hunter outdoor. Yeah, burning your tree is way more fun. Or an outdoor stove. Yeah, for sure. I do that stuff, too. So there you go. There are some options. If you got a real tree and you're thinking, this is the weekend, I'm taking uh, all the Christmas stuff down, maybe, perhaps, and I guess we'll tweet out the link so you can kind of read more about it, maybe you, too, could eat your Christmas tree. It's so, you know, Buffalo, New York was hit really hard mm-hmm. with a huge winter storm that blasted a lot of the country. Some stranded people ended up staying overnight at a Target store because they couldn't get back home. Mm. And then Alex and Andrea, they opened up their home to 10 tourists from South Korea after the group became stranded on their way to Niagara Falls. 
I said, get all of them inside our house right now because the road was too dangerous to be on uh, and the snow was falling too hard. They had left Washington, D.C. that morning, headed for Niagara Falls. The couple opening up their home to the stranded travelers for the weekend, even having a special celebration for a newlywed couple in the group. We thought, hey, we have a bottle of champagne. Let's get it chilled and surprise them with a little honeymoon toast. Uh, after dinner. And I think that really helped make everyone feel so comfortable and at home. Wow. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. And it's a, you know, they've kind of documented it. It took a lot of pictures. You can check it out at WDJX.com. Louisville is getting pranked. <laughs> oh my God. He set you off to this. Here comes another Ben Davis phone tap on 99.7 DJX. Olivia wrote to us said first of all, thanks for being my radio companions when I'm on my way to work. Love the show. No problem. Now, how about calling my husband with a phone tap? (laughs) Call me first. I'll give you some info to make it fun. Thanks. Okay, so I'm going to have to use a different name other than Haas and Pepper for what we have to do. All right. So Brian is a reformed grade school bully from Larry's past. Okay. Just trying to make amends. You know what? At the heart, this is a feel good in the making. That's right. Welcome to your phone tap. Hello. Hi, I'm looking for Larry. Uh, yeah, this is Larry. Hi, Larry. It's Brian. I, I got your number from a mutual friend. I, I kind of figure you wouldn't want to talk to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who is this? Uh, it, it, it's Brian. You remember from grade school? Okay. Um. Yeah, now I, I just I have something to tell you. So just please don't hang up. <laughs> I, I'm not going to. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm not going to hang up. What's up? Oh. Uh, Oh, okay. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't blame you if you did hang up, but I'm I'm glad you didn't. So, your name is Brian, and uh, okay, what's this about, Brian? Oh, okay. Well, here's the thing, Larry. I, I've had kind of a rough life since we were pals in grade school, but I, I'm getting it together, you know. All right. And I know I wasn't always a nice person, so my therapist said it would be good to call people that I've wronged and make amends. So. I mean, that's kind of what I'm doing here. And you're Brian from elementary school. Th- that's right. That's right. You remember. Well, uh, to be honest, I mean, I'm like a little foggy on the name. I mean, were, were we friends? Well, Larry, I sure remember you. And, and I'm really sorry for the way I treated you back then. <laughs> Look, I'm sure it's fine. I mean, I barely remember those days. That was a a really long time ago, obviously. Well, obviously, yeah. It's it's nice of you to say. But I know the things I did, and I'm sure that you've thought about me, you know, as much as I've thought about, you know, you over the years. No. I mean, you probably think about old Brian and and how he picked on you back then. Not really. I mean, come on. You don't remember the time in gym class when I pulled your pants down, the pants down. I mean, it was funny at the time, right? Everybody pointed and laughed, but, you know, I feel bad about it now. Again, I I don't have a recollection of that, Brian. And, of course, you know, everybody saw you with your pants down, and, and, you know, you picked up that nickname. Wait, so you pulled my pants down, and you gave me a nasty nickname? I mean, you don't remember the time when I pulled the fire alarm and told the principal it was you? (laughs) That was so funny. Uh, But seriously, that was very wrong of me. I mean, again, so sorry. (laughs) Why would you do that? I mean, you know why I think I messed with you so much? Why is that? 
I think part of it's your name, Larry. I mean, Larry's such a great name to rhyme with things and make fun of you, right? So I think that was part of it. You know, that that in your face. <gasps> your face? L- listen, you said you're calling people that you wronged and apologizing to them, right? <laughs> That's right. You suck at it. <laughs> and is there a long list of people? Well, no, not exactly. I mean, it's just you. I mean, for some reason, I just had fun picking on you. And I don't remember any Brian. What was it? Brian? Brian what? Pepper. Brian Pepper. <laughs> you remember me. No, I don't. Okay. Hmm. I'll tell you this. You sound like. You sound like a freaking awful person, a real bully. But but remember, Larry, I, I'm making amends, and I apologized. So, so we're even. Uh, if I say we're even, can I just hang up? That I mean, that would be awesome. I mean, say it, <laughs> say it now, so everyone listening can hear too. Everybody listening, what? Yeah, Larry. It's Ben Davis and Kelly Kay from 99.7 DJX. <laughs> Hold on, what? <laughs> Hi there. Uh, Olivia had us call you and, uh, you know, mess what? with you a little bit. Wait, she did? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I mean, to be fair, Brian is kind of an awful human being. Oh, yeah, and he sucks at apologizing. Oh, that's awful. For sure. Awful yeah. at apologizing. And now, do we need to call Larry in a couple of years and make amends for this? Probably. I feel like maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is your phone tap on 99.7 DJX. Setting the bar time. We turn to the state of Florida for this, too. You know, a couple reasons and issues when uh, robbing a place, how to get in, how to get away with the stuff, not get caught, sure. Yeah, these are always examples of what not to do. Let's preface that. <laughs> All right, if you can manage to make it through the day without calling 911 to have them help rob a house, you're doing okay. Okay, really? <laughs> what do you say? Well, hello, 911, what's your emergency? Yeah, uh, we're trying to rob this place, and we kind of need some help getting out. Can you help with that? Can you Kelly, help? don't be silly. They didn't just come out and say that initially. They didn't, okay. To Florida we go for this when a guy and a girl arrested last weekend after breaking into a house through an unlocked door. Uh, that's the first problem, I guess. Wasn't really hard to catch him because while they're at the house, they actually called 911 for some reason. Now, we don't know necessarily initially why they called. We don't find that out until later because they didn't actually say anything. But deputies can trace the call and dispatched, uh, and they were dispatched to the area. So when they show up, uh, the lady said that, well, we called 911 because we wanted to ask to help move some of the stuff out of the house. Oh, we just needed more hands. We needed more hands. Needed more hands, yes. And oh, did they offer to give them a cut and of the loot? And, well, they didn't say that they were robbing it initially. They just said they needed help moving some of the stuff out of the house. And also, hey, can you guys, while you're here, give us a lift to the airport because... We're going to be flying to New York. Oh, wow. So you know what? You know what? The helpful deputies did uh-huh. help them bag up a few of the items that they right. had. Right. And gave them a ride, they, but maybe not to the uh, desired uh, location. You're right, Kelly. They did not actually make it to the airport. Instead, they were taken to jail. Little detour. Mm. Got it. So mm. maybe, maybe in trying to think through the master plan, we call a moving company? 
or get some buddies that, you know, can help haul the stuff or bring a wagon. Kelly's really trying to think through the logistics of robbing a house, (laughs) which I think should probably (laughs) throw a little red flag. You know what? Any project we're planning, pay attention to the details. (laughs) You need to really think through how we're going to physically pull this off, you know. Right, Although well, we're going to back up and say, don't rob people. I mean, I guess here, it didn't work out. We can say that, too. Yes. All right. Thank you, Florida, for making our show here this morning, setting the bar here on 9970 JX. Do this every hour. Kelly Kay. You know, we are, uh, you know, wedding season is typically in the summer, but people that got engaged over the holidays thinking about planning the wedding. Mm hmm. We got a uh, big wedding show coming up on January 15th, but this is kind of an interesting new idea from Christine Madu. She is a American photographer based in the German Alps, Mm. and she kind of came up with this idea to just capture the most amazing outdoor wedding photos all over the world. And she said when she was planning her own wedding and getting all stressed out about it, that's when this idea kind of came up to ditch the traditional wedding and just go for these amazing outdoor experiences. She said her happy place is outdoors in the mountains rather than at big parties with lots of people. A lot of these couples, they aren't doing it for the gram. Like, of course, you want epic photos. Like, that's definitely on your mind. That's why people hire me. More than that, it is about creating, like, a moment and an experience. It makes a huge impression on you. It's just like the whole combination of perfection, honestly. So she's just talking about kind of eloping and going yes. off and and doing it for the photos. Right. We just in going to these amazing, incredible places on Earth to like, you know, stand on top of a mountain with this amazing backdrop, getting married there with a small, you know, group of people or just you and your spouse and the mm-hmm. photographer and then having this incredible experience. The photos are amazing. Yeah, I remember my father-in-law mentioned that to me and uh, my wife when we were, uh, you know, we kept like changing the date and and trying to figure out like when to get married. He's like, just fly, you know, fly over to Scotland and, you know, go to this place and whatever. And, and do it there, get amazing Do it pictures. there, get photos, come back, right. And, yeah. Yeah, so he had that idea, of course, didn't do it, but yeah, it would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you need to see these pictures. I mean, it's incredible. They're up on our website, WDJX.com. When you need advice, come to Ben and Kelly. It's group therapy on 99.7 DJX. Cassie sent us a message. It's on Facebook at Ben and Kelly Show. Hey, guys. Been dating my boyfriend, Phil, for about three months. Mm-hmm. Things are so different with him. I think he seriously could be the one. That's always exciting. Well, we went to dinner last weekend with his parents. His mom mentioned how she saw Lindsay, his last serious girlfriend, out the other day and reminded Phil about a great vacation they all took. Oh, that's awkward. And she went on to say that Lindsay has a great job and how much they still have in common after the past two years. Mm. Obviously, that was super awkward for me. And I asked Phil to kind of handle it. Yeah. But he said he didn't know what to do. And that it wouldn't matter anyway because they won't change. It's been two years since they broke up. Mm-hmm. Do you think his parents will ever be able to give me a chance and let go of the hope that he gets back together with her? Or am I setting myself up for a ton of drama if we end up sticking it out? Well, the good news, Cassie, is I don't think you need to cut and run now. I, I, I It sounds like to me, uh, 
you know, may, maybe his his uh, you know, again, like you are are getting to know his parents just as they are getting to know you. Yes. When parents get attached to, you know, a boyfriend or girlfriend that their son or daughter may be seeing, they handle the breakup differently than than you know they the, the, their son or daughter may. Yeah, and obviously Phil's parents are having a hard time letting go of Lindsay. Yeah, and so you know I don't know what you said, Cassie. To you know when you said handle it, it could have been a hey, could you just. No, you I'll know, bring up my ex-girlfriend when or, you're around my new girlfriend. That'd be great. Thanks. Right, right. Or just remind them that, hey, you know, there are definitely reasons why we are not together anymore. And yes. I'm happy right now, you know. There's stuff. always reasons for the breakup. Yeah. And maybe Phil needs to remind his parents of that and just say, hey, please keep an open mind. Give her a chance. You're making Cassie feel uncomfortable when you bring up my ex. In her presence. Imagine how that would make you feel. And hopefully, maybe if he puts it in those terms, at least mom can understand that a little. So have you been in this situation where it has just been a struggle from the get-go, but you've managed to work it out? 502-571-9970. In the middle of group therapy where Cassie... Well, she's having some issues with her new boyfriend's parents. Is convinced her boyfriend of three months, his parents are trying to break them up. Mom keeps bringing up his last serious girlfriend, how they all had a great vacation together, a great job, how great they were. And now she's like, are his parents ever going to give me a chance? Yes. And so, you know what? We've got a lot of support rolling in on Facebook. Valerie said some people are just controlling jerks. We'll always try to push their opinions on others. I've had in-laws say stupid, insulting, questionable things about me. I just ignore it. If you get zero vibes that your boyfriend is not committed to the relationship, then I'd focus on the two of you. Mm. It's not fair to you, but it's only been three months, and the mom may ease up as the relationship progresses. Right. Jennifer says my mother-in-law and sister-in-law talked about me behind my back, comparing me to my husband's ex-wife. I confronted the issue and she tried backpedaling. Chances are she did not really care much about the other serious acts. She was just testing you to see how you handle these topics. Oh, wow. So I would invite her out to lunch or coffee and have a talk with her and set out some boundaries. I'd also press the issue with the boyfriend. That's a good thought. Yeah. You know what? I think that, you know, if you're proving to be one that's going to stick around, then maybe she might open herself up to getting to know you. Yeah. Yeah, and that true. might be, you know, bode well. Terry says, don't give up on Phil. Obviously, his mom has issues letting go. It was in poor taste on mom's part. And Phil probably has never stood up to mom. But I'd give it a little bit more time and see how it goes. You're with Phil, not his mom. Now, Michelle, you're a mom. You've seen this firsthand. I'm a mother, and I've gotten attached to my son's girlfriend. Once the parents get used to him, they should be okay. It's just hard when you get attached to somebody you've been seeing your son child with for three or four years yeah you just got to get used to the new one is there anything that cassie can do to help speed that process up maybe spend time with the mother if she's comfortable do stuff with her or do stuff more as a couple with the parents yeah and it might not be a bad idea to kind of you know figure out what mom likes maybe try to you know find some activities she knows mom's going to enjoy and maybe, you know, just try to get on her good side, do a little buttering up, and just set herself into a situation where she can let her own 
personality shine through. Yeah, she doesn't know her. She knows Lindsay. Yes. Mm. So once she gets to know her and... Reminding why they broke up is probably a good one, too. Yeah. No parent wants to know their kid was treated badly or had stress of any kind, even if she wasn't treated bad. He wasn't treated badly. It was probably stressful when they were breaking up. All right. Thanks, Michelle. Now, Shannon brings up a point on Facebook. Phil isn't the one if he isn't willing to have a conversation with his parents. So ask yourself if you really want to marry into a family who makes you feel that way the first time meeting them. Mm. Something to think about. I still would give it a little bit more I time, though, to see if mom comes around. I mean, because, you know, maybe she's just at this is a maybe this is the first girl yeah. that he's bringing around them since Lindsay. And that was, you know, hard to see her go. And, you know, maybe she's just having a hard time letting go. But once she really finds out how amazing Cassie is, she'll open her mind up in her heart. Yeah, for sure. And look, I think we are all kind of going back to give it a little bit more time because, yes. you know, three months, everybody's still getting to know you, you know, right. And everybody's in fact, on, has their guard up, all that. I was gonna say, in fact, Phil doesn't even really know you yet. Your boyfriend, you might think he's the one, but like you're still, <laughs> you're still discovering things about each other. So, you know, give it, give it a little bit of time. And I love the suggestions of kind of getting to know the mom and, I hate saying winning her over because, you know, you shouldn't have to win her over, but just be yourself and show her that you're a good person. And I think that will help. But I think I have to think, too, if she sees how happy her son is with you, that's got to play a part in how she feels about you. Right. For sure. All right. Well, hey, don't give up, Cassie. Don't just throw it away for nothing and keep us posted. I can't quit you. I can't quit you. (laughs) All right. That is group therapy. All right. This woman on TikTok. And I'd love to hear from guys who are willing to admit this at 502-571-9970. I don't, I know. I I don't think that was my case. You're disagreeing. Uh, But married woman, do you agree with this too? Now, this woman on TikTok She has a theory on why men choose the women they want to marry. I came across this photographer. She's obviously been at a lot of weddings, and she observed that the men were marrying the woman in front of them at the time that they were ready to get married. All right, so digest that real quick. They decide in their life, it's time for me to be married. Whoever I'm dating at the time, you win. Whether you're the real right person for me or not. Exactly. That's her theory. Implying that that wasn't necessarily that man's soulmate or that man's love of his life. It was just the girl he was dating at the time he was ready to get married and settle down. When a man decides that he is financially and emotionally ready for marriage and Mm -hmm. ready to settle down and ready to start a family, Mm -hmm. he takes a way different approach to dating. (laughs) Okay. That part in his brain of like, oh, there's another girl out there shuts off because now his focus is on marriage. It's not in finding the next best thing. So there could be some truth to that. Sure. I I think a lot of times that when you find the right person, it makes you ready for that next step, right? I don't think that a lot of guys sit there and say, you know what? I feel like it's time to get married right now. Well, uh, all right, you'll do. Well, it's I think it's a little bit easier than just that. I think it's, you know, he's dating someone he likes, and now then all of a sudden he's in a spot in his life where he's like, all right, 
People typically get married around this time if they're in my situation. Right, exactly. Or he sees his friends getting married. He's like, well, maybe that's what I should do. And maybe that's why uh, 50% of marriages end in divorce. Who knows? But I think that maybe there is a little bit of truth to that. She basing this on, she said, you know, the photographer who's seen a lot of weddings. Is she like looking back then, okay, of all these weddings that I was at and and photographed, how many of these ended up in divorce? Well, I think, yes. she's analyzing that. This is what the photographer is observing. Like, okay, I have, we have have a bunch of text messages. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. (laughs) (laughs) I plead the fifth. Uh, But yeah, I'm. You know, not surprising. No, no man is is going to admit. Yeah, you know, I mean, unless it ended in divorce where he can kind of go back and go, yeah, I kind of did that with my first wife. You know. Well, my biggest fear with, you know, before marriage was that I wasn't going to find someone that had the attitude towards marriage that my parents had. Mm-hmm. They approached it like a decision that we're both making that we're not going back on. So no matter how it goes down the road, we're going to fix it because we're committed to staying in the marriage. Mm-hmm. And I was afraid that so many people now have the mindset, well, when they enter in the marriage, it's like, yes, we, we hope this is going to work out. But, but if then, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. Yes. With right. the attitude that if it doesn't, we'll get divorced. Right. And I don't think anybody it like walks down the aisle thinking about hoping I'll get divorced, you know, but everyone thinks that they've got there forever. But I think there it's the attitude towards the institution of marriage like whether you believe that this is a decision you're not going back on you're making a pact with this person i remember talking about this on the show several months maybe a year ago or or something like knowing that you it was not going to work out as you're getting married (laughs) or you know i had a friend that admitted that right she knew walking down the aisle that was not the right person for her but she was ready to get married yeah and that was the guy at the time, and they lasted seven years. Mm, I got a text from Kim who said, I think that's true for some, but not all men. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's funny how women are having to chime in for the men, because right. because no, no guy's <laughs> going to be like, yep, that's me. Some men are more like women when it comes to love and marriage, and they really want to find the right person they want to spend their life with. Yes. Yeah. More often than not, it's harder for men to be alone and to deal with divorce. Mm-hmm. They don't like it. They like Uh, to be with a person. Andrew, the love doctor, texted in just saying she's partially right and wrong. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with that where, yes, I think there is some truth to the whole theory that men marry the women in front of them at the time they're ready to get married. And I think there is something to be said about, especially younger guys, Mm -hmm. I don't think that they're necessarily marriage-minded until they find the right girl. And then that starts to put that idea in their head. I think women start off dating a little bit more marriage-minded. Like, they're trying to find the person they could see themselves marrying. Right, right. You know, I think guys get there a little later. Yeah, They don't necessarily approach dating with that, you know, focused-in mindset. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, hey, we'll... Uh, tweet out the TikTok so you can see the comments and read the comments. Not surprising. Didn't hear from any guys willing to admit that, oh, yeah, the <laughs> girl I was dating at the time I got married, that's, you know, love the one Especially you're with. Especially if they're married to that person right now. <laughs> Still, right now, right. <laughs> Good morning, Ben Davis, Kelly K Show, social media at Ben and Kelly Show, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. So, you know, social media is a, a great tool 
when used properly to keep up with people, to network, to you know, see pictures of your friends, your family, kids, things like that. You know, I remember some advice one of our former bosses gave me one time. Never be friends with your bosses on social media. Yeah. Well, that is that is that is true because uh-huh. you know sometimes bosses have to fire you or <laughs> or right. or sometimes you don't like your boss anymore and you want right or maybe if they you share too much right. on your social media and then that becomes a problem at work. Yeah, and I was going to say we've we've talked about several times where you know people have called in with stories of how social media like got them fired. Exactly. And so that can be a real thing for sure too, but I don't think Beth is necessarily worried about being fired with this, but just maybe wondering if it's going to hurt her career. So maybe ruffle, ruffle some feathers. Yeah, who knows? Anyways, we'll we'll get into that coming up. And if you've got an issue and you're like, you know what, want someone else to take a look at this? We're more than happy to dig into your drama. <laughs> you say that so enthusiastically. Well, I'm being serious though, Kelly. Uh-huh, I'm right. genuine. Just, just I we're, we want to help. But we also love drama. It's juicy. That's right. We dive into the DMs at Ben and Kelly show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You send us a message. We'll toss it out to our listeners. See if we can help you. Beth says, hi, Ben and Kelly. Can I slide into your DMs real fast? Sure. I'm friends with a lot of people from my last job on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be anymore. No. Yeah. I only said yes to the request to be a team player. Ah, stuff like that. Right. But now I don't even work with them anymore. My boyfriend says I'll be burning bridges if I delete them, but I think it's weird for them all to know what's going on in my personal life all the time when I don't even see them. What do you guys think? Thank you. Delete them. Just cut them out. (laughs) (laughs) Just rip the bandaid off. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I would ask this. Do they interact with a lot of your posts? Like if they're Uh liking, commenting on a regular basis, they're probably going to notice... They've been deleted. Yeah, or are they just a number on your friends list? Right. Yeah, for sure. I would I would do a little investigating first, maybe, if you are worried about burning bridges, you know, ruffling feathers, hurting people's feelings, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think the only real negative part would be if you are doing something on your social media and it prevents you from getting a future job. But unfriending people from a previous job, I don't I don't see what the big deal in that is necessarily. Well, I feel like, you know, unfriending is sending a little bit of a message to the other person if they happen to discover they've been unfriended. Um, you can unfollow people mm-hmm. if it's just that you don't want to see their stuff pop up in your feed or if you're concerned about you don't want them peeking in on your life you just have to look at it from that aspect like what are you most concerned about with the reason behind why you want to delete them look i get it hindsight being 2020 maybe you shouldn't have friended them in the first place right but now here you are with all this extra baggage and again i think i i I like your suggestion kelly of just saying hey kind of dive in and See if they actually are interacting and commenting and have an interest in your life and then decide whether or not you want to ax them. Or if they're not, then just ax them. Just get rid of them and move on. And if you do have to have an interaction with them in the future, 
then make the decision whether or not to re-add them. Right, or just blame. Oh, you we were on. You were not friends. That's weird. I know we were friends at one point. Maybe it was a computer glitch. <laughs> Maybe it was a computer glitch. Uh huh. Yeah, I guess. What? Okay. I would love if anybody's got an example of how social media hurt your career. Maybe we could take those calls at 502-571-9970 or those. I'm uh, really curious as to what kind of stuff Beth is posting that she's worried about these people looking in on her personal life. Right? Yeah. Are we being sassy, Beth? What it, Are you being <laughs> sassy, Beth, on LinkedIn? <laughs> LinkedIn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, 502-571-9970. Anyways, Beth, I, I don't see literally the issue with it. Uh, I think maybe just get rid of them. Kelly says do a little due diligence before you do that. But Right. I, I, I literally have 5,000 friends on Facebook. I don't know them oh, all. Oh, I've got 5,000 Well, friends. I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> what's the harm? Oh. Like, I'm not, like, interacting with all 5,000, and I'm sure they're not, like, uh-huh. all interacting with my stuff either. Otherwise, right. I'd have 5,000 <laughs> likes on every single one of my posts, and I know they're not. <laughs> right. All right, 502-571-9970. Beth. Hopefully that helps you out a little bit. Beth had messaged us, DM'd us, and was like, hey, I just want to get rid of some former coworkers that are still friends on my Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My boyfriend says burning bridges if I do it. I don't know what to do. Yeah, she just wants to thin out the herd a little bit. And I'm just, I suggested maybe we look at how they are interacting with your post. Mm -hmm. Are they like liking and commenting on everything mm-hmm. you post so that they'll notice if mm-hmm. you're unfriending them can you just unfollow them yeah i mean i said look they're former co-workers i maybe just just quietly just boop goodbye boop goodbye boop goodbye <laughs> um, but it's listen that sends a message though if they notice true. they know that you went there mm-hmm. hit delete are you sure <laughs> yes yes uh, all right. Hey, Christy. All they need to do is just change their privacy settings and change their audience to exclude those certain people mm-hmm. if they want to remain friends with them. Genius. <laughs> Genius. You're basically like blocking them, but they don't really know they're blocked and they're not they unfriended. Uh, look exactly. At that. All right. Christy, it sounds like you have a lot of experience with this. So <laughs> I appreciate you chiming in. Very welcome. All right. See ya. Hi, Bethany. First and foremost, um, I have always said, do not mix business and pleasure. But then again, I married a coworker and had a baby with him, so what do I know? <laughs> but I, I am very adamant about do not add coworkers on Facebook. And I say that because um, I have had a bad experience with it. Uh, I got into a job once and, you know, again, was trying to be, you know, a team player just mm-hmm. like Beth was. Mm-hmm. And so I added people and yay, rah, rah, go team. Um, but when it came time, I came up for a promotion. I got a little too excited and I got on Facebook and I was like, yay, I'm getting a promotion, guys. Um, not thinking about the people that were on there. Uh-huh. And one of my coworkers that had been there longer than me made a big stink about it, went to our boss, like, why she did it, not me. It cost me my promotion. Whoa. Oh, gosh. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah. So Bethany, definitely the. Hey, be careful friending people at work, sort of. Right. Yeah, I think should or just for watch what you share. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just share pugs yeah. and kids. That's all I share. <laughs> That's always a safe bet. Yeah. Um, 
But I will say if they're past coworkers and she has no intentions of ever working with them again, just get rid of them. Yeah, and if ever, say, she does end up working with them again, just be like, hey, it's nothing personal. I set a professional boundary for myself. So it's not you. It's not you. It's me. Yes, I love it. I love it. That way, no one gets you know butt hurt and takes it personally. Bethany, thank you so much. You are welcome, guys. But you would take yeah, it personally. I would wouldn't take you? it personally. Yeah. Yes, I, I was going totally to say, Kelly would definitely take it personally. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I noticed a neighbor and their wife unfriended me, and I was mm-hmm. like, Why did they do that? What did I do? Would have bothered me for a while. It's funny. Taylor just messaged us and said, I make a habit of doing it slowly by unfriending people on their birthdays when Facebook reminds me I'm friends with people I no longer talk to. <laughs> you know what's funny is, Taylor, just between you and me, I do that sometimes too. Here's a birthday gift. I'm cutting it out. <laughs> I know. I was like, like, who the blank is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so savage. Uh, well, Paulette said uh, my brother unfriended me yeah yeah so so basically so she can say, unfriend them i was gonna say give him the green light so yeah that beth i think savage and listen yes andrew the love doctor because we have to get our professional stamp of approval on this said never cross work and personal whether on social media or otherwise yeah i mean that's tough that's tough on social media for sure because you know you become friendly with people that you work with and so you're like, yeah, let's follow each other. That stuff. So um, I'm going to unfriend Ben Davis. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my birthday. Maybe I should unfriend the Ben and Kelly show, too. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, just, that's work. Yeah, there, that's yeah. a work relationship. It is. It is a work relationship for sure. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> All right. That is diving into the DMs on 99.7HAX. Sometimes it's hard to really make that love connection the first time around. When you realize it and you're like, no, I can't let this chance pass me by. You do a little typey, typey, send it off to Craigslist and we bring it to life. When you strike out in real life, you can always try Craigslist Missed Connections. I'll go first. Man for man. It's called Napper on My Porch. And there's a there's a picture. There is an actual photo of the napper on the porch. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a picture right there. Like, hey, He's this you? Down. This you? Okay. I, I heard a late night kick on my doors and went to look. And there you were, passed out drunk. I went out to investigate and it was like God pulled your mouth open like a Pez dispenser and filled you with Long Island iced teas and tequila shots. <laughs> and then deposited you yes. on my porch. <laughs> then dropped you on my porch. <laughs> yes. I really wanted to talk to you, but you seemed shy. Or and drunk. unconscious? Right, exactly. <laughs> shy or stuck up, not sure which, because you wouldn't even react when I pulled your hair or poked you with my barbecue prod. Oh, we're poking him. Are you breathing? <laughs> if you happen to see this and remember passing out cold on my porch last night, please feel free to message me if you felt something, too. Again, you look like this. <laughs> That helps jog the memory. Just tell me what your ankles smell like now. We have ankle smells? Well, you see, I spent an hour rubbing coconut oil on your hairless yellow lower calves and ankle. That's not creepy or anything. Oh, dang. I just Spoiler alert. gave it away. <laughs> now he knows. 
Anyways, describe what you were wearing, and then I'll know it was you. Well, yeah, again, that'll help the description <laughs> right there. That's what he looks like. I'm sure he really appreciates that you put that picture out uh-huh. there on the internet, too. I love it. Craigslist missed connections. Woman for man, desperately seeking a man with stink breath. Oh. Now, initially, I'm thinking, is it just any man with stink breath, or are we mm. having our sights on someone specific? Someone it looks specific. like specific when i first laid eyes on you i couldn't look away oh you have hazel brown eyes okay curly hair mm-hmm. a five o'clock shadow and a muscular build oh you were ordering a burrito bowl at chipotle mm. i remembered you ordered the barbacoa okay. Is that, am i saying that right i think so with brown rice good choice mm, delish yeah we exchanged glances while waiting in line and i think you even winked at me we were both headed to the soda fountain, and that's when it hit me. Oh. You said, how are you, beautiful? Oh. All I could think about was the smell of the breath. Oh, no. Yeah. It smelled like someone farted a cheeseburger into a litter box. <laughs> <laughs> it smelled like someone did the stanky leg after an extensive cardio workout in a porta potty Okay. It smelled like someone threw up in your mouth and then cooked <laughs> some bacon. After you said that, I'm sorry, but I just walked away. Uh Uh-huh. I wish in the moment I could look past your awful breathe. (laughs) I think there's a little typo. uh, You know. They just stuck it out. I had gum. Oh. Why didn't I think about the gum? Oh. Tell me your celebrity doppelganger so I know it's you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to choose to think it's Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Yeah. Look like Ryan Reynolds. Have bad breath. That's what I'm thinking of. All right, so... Whether the love of your life passes out on your front porch and you poke him with a barbecue poker. Yeah. Again. It looks like this. Right. Or you couldn't get past the horrific halitosis that smelled like you farted a cheeseburger into a litter box. Right. But then you think, no, you cute. You look like Chris Pratt. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It only must be one thing, and that's Craigslist missed connection. Good luck to them. Luck to them. And we haven't really talked much about the Jeremy Renner story, but, uh, you know, he, actor Jeremy Renner, he got roughed up by a snowplow and like, yeah, so he's posted a lot of video before that mm-hmm. he had like several, like really big, like this is not a walk behind push snowplow. This is like a ride Riding, in it, yeah. big mama jamma. And he, it's got a place in Lake Tahoe, and he's often used that to clear not only his property but nearby roads. Mm-hmm. And he's posted some video before, but apparently this thing like ran over his leg. Yeah, he jumped out, and he thought the car or the car, the plow was in park to, I guess, help someone else, and it continued to move. And so when he tried to get back in the snow plow, it like ran over him. Yeah, and, and he said, you know, he's still a little too messed up to give really an update, but did kind of post that one thing. Mm-hmm. He uh, he lost a lot of blood, according to, you know, the reports. Neighbors were helping him out. He had to be airlifted to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, wasn't drunk, wasn't inebriated or anything like no, that. No, just, just an accident. Horrible accident. So have you ever thought you put the car in park and didn't? Has that ever happened mm-hmm. to you? No, thank goodness. Well, not to where I was getting out of the car. Like, you kind of know when you let your foot off the brake, it starts to move. Like, oh, oh, put it right back in park. When 
I was a, a paper boy um, back when paper boys were still a thing. When, you know, the morning newspaper, you'd deliver the morning newspaper to people who got the newspaper. Mm-hmm. So I had either, uh, I had a complaint on my route, I remember. And my manager had to go and deliver a new paper to this person's house. I don't think it was the fact that I threw my, the paper through their glass window. I've done that several times. <laughs> it was, I think. Not several I, times? Yeah, I think it was just uh, their paper was like wet or ripped or something like that. And they couldn't read it very well. So they asked for a new one. So my manager came out and I met me at their house. But when my manager jumped out of his car, he never put the car in park. And so he jumped out, gave me a new paper, and his car continued on and crashed through their driveway, their their garage door. Oh, no. And oh, so not only (laughs) were they ticked off at your paper service, but now your manager's crashed through their garage door? Yeah. Oh, I bet they unsubscribed after that. I bet they were not coming back. They, they were not customers. No, they 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 continued on, but I don't really? <laughs> I don't remember whatever happened. Like obviously, well, they probably got a new garage door. Yeah, probably from the Columbus Dispatch had to had to uh, fork over some bills to repair their garage door. But yeah, that was that's the only How mortifying. That's the only instance <laughs> that I can remember in my life where I mean, obviously, it's not nearly as tragic or or uh, scary as Jeremy Renner's, but no, where a, you thought you had the car in park and definitely wasn't in park, and it continued oh, on. Holy cow! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yours is hilarious. His is scary. Yeah. Yeah. So, and anyway. I say hilarious. It probably was not hilarious for the poor people who were already disgruntled right. a little bit right. over the service. <laughs> it's time for a setting the bar story, Kelly, which are examples of what not to do or situations we hope you don't find yourself in. Yeah. So, fun ways you could burn through your life savings, you know, especially if you're nearing retirement. You could go on fun trips, you know, buy some houses, cars, things like that that you weren't able to do, you know, when you were saving all that money, right? Yeah, or maybe you have hopes of being able to do that. Right, setting the bar now. If you can manage to make it through the day without literally lighting your life savings on fire, then you're doing okay. Oh, my gosh. Like, this was an accident, right? Like, they didn't just decide, you know what? I don't need this. Poof. Yeah, it was an accident. Guy in Italy. Why you got to break it, your mama's home? <laughs> oh, my God. He's trying to salvage more than $20,000 that got burned in government bonds after he decided to hide them in his chimney. You see where this is going. Oh, he didn't tell somebody. He didn't tell his wife who oh, lit a fire around Christmas time and the bonds burned up. Oh, so his wife is all like, hey, you know, it would be really nice on Christmas, a nice cozy fire. I'm just going to light one right now. Yeah. So, well, she didn't say that. He just walks in, sees the fire, and he said he almost passed out. Apparently, the government bonds in Italy come with serial numbers. So he was trying to, like, find as many serial numbers as he could to try and salvage as much of that as he can. Not clear if he was been able to track through all the numbers, though. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he thought, you know what, genius hiding space, you know, no one's going to be able to find yeah, them just if they tuck break it, into the house. Tuck it up right in here. Yeah. No, no one's going to find them. Yeah. We barely well, let's use Let's share this. that information with our wife. Yeah. A hundred percent. 
So the premises for Home Alone, Kelly, refresh my memory. Okay, so Kevin, mm-hmm. our hero, mm-hmm. is the kid mm-hmm. who accidentally is left behind when the family goes to Paris for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Some bumbling burglars yeah. show up yeah. and try to steal stuff, but he takes them on, fights them off, and is triumphant. All Yay. right, so this could be, I guess, the premise for a road trip-themed Home Alone, not a like fly-to-Paris Home Alone. Mm-hmm. But if you can manage to make it through the day without accidentally leaving your wife on the side of the road, forcing her to walk 13 miles for help while you continued 100 miles down the road, you're doing okay. How do we accidentally leave our wife on the side of the road and not notice? Like, that's on purpose, right? They got in a fight. She gets out of the car and he takes off. So they're traveling on Christmas. Oh, gosh. They t- they were traveling and had to take a pit stop. So driver pulled his car to the side of the road. It's nighttime, right? So it's dark. Decides mm-hmm. to jump out, you know, use nature as his restroom, as we all have from time to time. Um, jumps back in, takes off. Little did he know his wife jumped out of the car at the same time, Ran into the woods for a little bit of privacy. When she comes out, car's gone. Yeah, and so you're thinking, you're thinking, well, why doesn't she just text him, say, hey, dum-dum, turn around, you forgot me. Well, yeah. her phone is still in the car. Okay, but again, but again, but again, where is she in the car? Most times, the wife is right next to you in the passenger seat. He thought she jumped in the back seat to go take a nap. We say, honey, you're ready to go? So We check first. How did he not check? Listen, he was a hundred miles away. Away before How he do realized. you let it go that far? <laughs> Said it was a mistake. He came back to pick her up because she had to walk 13 miles to a police station. Oh, oh, he is sleeping on the couch for a very long time. Uh, the funny part, when she got to the police station, since it's, you know, the time we live in, she didn't know her husband's cell phone number. I'm sorry. All she Back the truck because up. she didn't like all she knew. To call my husband, but I don't know his number. Right? She's just like I just pushed the button that says his I name. I pushed husband. <laughs> exactly. Oh they my did, gosh! But the the police were able to track down you know her husband literally a hundred miles away. This is so. There are so many little life lessons mm-hmm. in this story. Mm-hmm. First of all, let's know our husband's phone number. Well, sure. And her wife. If you're, if there's one phone number that you have memorized, sure. let it be that one. All right. Second of all, let's check when we make a pit stop on a road trip that everybody is back in the car. <laughs> okay. Seems, we check front seats. We check back seats. I mean, you know, this seems like it doesn't need to be said. But here we are, friends. Yes. All right. OMG. So again, setting the bar. By the way, they've been married 27 years. Oh. Yeah. So, oh. you know what? We'll chalk this up to just, you know, uh, an accident, and we'll continue on our merry way. Oh, that is... Now, can you imagine how many times she is going to throw that oh, yeah. back in his face? Like, any time he messes up. Hey, remember the one time you drove off or 100 miles and left me any behind t- on the side of the road? Or any time she gets out of the car. Hey, don't leave me! <laughs> <laughs> Setting the bar. Again. Oh.
If you can manage to make it through the day without accidentally leaving your wife on the side of the road 100 miles from where you turn up. That is so epically bad. Then you're doing okay. Oh I told you, this bonus setting the bar was needed. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All right, there you go. It's Ben and Kelly on 99.7 DJX. So a uh, quick update on DeMar Hamlin. And if that name sounds familiar, he is the Buffalo Bills safety who went into cardiac arrest on the field Monday night and had to go to the IC, had to go to uh, an intensive care hospital um, to be revived in an ambulance uh, from Monday night football between the Bengals and the Bills. He had to be revived twice, according to the uncle who's been sharing information just like in the last hour or mm-hmm. so. But he's been sedated and seems to be on an upturn. So we're well, we're hoping. Yeah, we're it, hoping as of, I guess, uh, about five minutes ago, an update said still sedated and still listed as critical condition in the ICU there in Cincinnati. So, um you know, but hope- man, I, I'll tell you, people have been rallying yeah. around him. People are buying up his jersey. Proceeds are benefiting his charity toy drive, which on GoFundMe was just originally starting off trying to raise twenty five hundred dollars. It's now exceeded six million. Yeah, yeah, and and actually, that it raises money to buy toys for children in need. So yeah, yeah that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty awesome. That over six million dollars now to be able to do that um and hopefully you know again uh demar comes through this all right and the nfl says that that game there's no decision regarding any sort of resuming of that game it's not going to be this week and yeah it's just kind of i guess it's a it's a pretty um important game in trying to determine how the rest of that Uh, season season. is going to play out but they haven't made any decision on what they're going to do about trying to make it up yep Yep. So anyways, um, there's a little update for you on what we know from the DeMar Hamlin uh, story on 99.7 DJX. So still hoping for the best for him. Yeah. WDJX.com for the latest updates. Yep. All right. So coming up, uh, by the way, I want to remind you uh, next week, there have been several people that have uh, like been calling in and asking, hey, you know, uh, what, what, what else are we going to win? When are we going to win stuff? Blah, 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 blah. And I realize sometimes you use us just to get free things. And I feel a little used. I'm okay with that. <laughs> just as long as you use us. We do bribe. I mean, when you think about it, we're bribing you to listen. Yeah. So we do have the $2,000 dangling there on the website to win. Uh, Fitness Fridays is launching this Friday, but the next week on the morning show, uh, we'll have tickets for comedian Joe Coy. So kind of just be. Um, listening for that on the way and, uh, anything else that you may have missed on the show, you can always catch up on the podcast. Yeah. And just realize that tomorrow is the first throwback Thursday of the year. It is tomorrow. Like it's going fast friends. Yeah, for sure. So enjoy, have a good one. Catch up on what you missed on the podcast, WDJX.com. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.